Yep, welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. My contributor, breaking down news of the day, none other than Adrian Lawrence, attorney at law and TYT contributor. Also, for the bullpen, the debate segment, we got Mr. Armstrong Williams, conservative broadcast owner and journalist. We're gonna talk about the SCOTUS decision as it relates to vaccine protocols in America. Chop it up also about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her ban on Twitter. Top story of the day, Republicans are for defunding public school systems. Republicans are sponsoring bills to take money out of K through 12 education, 20% to be exact. Let me take you to the state of Georgia, put up his picture. Here's the lawmaker, Representative Brad Thomas. I'm going to give you some background on Brad Thomas and his bill. More than a dozen Atlanta school board members are criticizing legislation that would prohibit educators from teaching critical race theory in schools. Now remember, critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 education. And I'm going to prove it to you in this segment. House Bill 888 introduced by that guy, Republican lawmaker for the state of Georgia, Representative Thomas of Holly Springs calls for banning curriculum classified as discriminatory based on race. Let's get to the genesis of this, okay? Now I've said on this program many times and the truth stands today. Critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 education. Now this House Bill 888 says we're banning critical race theory, but let's go to the summary of the bill. This is from their website. Here's the summary. To include provisions regarding the treatment of race and other individual traits and beliefs in public education in this state to prohibit state agencies, local boards of education, or public elementary or secondary school administrators, teachers, or other personnel from compelling any individual to affirm, adopt, adhere to, profess, or promote concepts in violation of certain federal and state anti-discrimination laws to prohibit the inclusion of certain concepts and courses offered in public elementary and secondary schools in this state. Did you hear the terminology? critical race theory at all? No, and that's by design because I would be fine with them passing laws against teaching critical race theory and K through 12 education. If their bill would actually say, we are banning the teaching of critical race theory, CRT and K through 12 education, no debate with me. You know why? Because it's not taught there and they know it. They know it's not taught, that's why it's not included in the statutory language because if they include it, the terminology critical race theory, all of a sudden their actual agenda becomes powerless. What are they trying to do? They are trying to stop teachers from being able to teach the true history of America. I have more proof of that. Critical race theory, a post-secondary academic concept that explores how racism influences American society and how systemic inequities persist today is not, is not part of Georgia's public education curriculum. They admit this, 
It's not part of the curriculum. However, the topic has become a flashpoint among some conservatives who say white students are being taught to hate themselves because of their race and their parents should have more control over what their children learn in the classrooms. Well, you don't say this is about hate. No, it's about truth. And critical race theory literally de-emphasizes individual racist people and puts the emphasis on institutions, policies, normalities, and corporate workplaces. That's where the emphasis is, not on individual racist people. Once again, not taught in K through 12 education. In a letter penned January 13th, the 14 school board members, we're talking about Atlanta, say Thomas Bill, that's the bill that's supposed to be anti-CRT, is an attack on free speech and is an effort to cancel public education as we know it. Now I want to remind you, the same people who are saying teachers can be criminally or civilly penalized for what they say in the classroom are the same people that will tell you it is a violation of free speech because Donald Trump got kicked off of Twitter. They will say, "Oh, that's a free speech violation. Donald Trump, he should say whatever he wants to say on Twitter. But Twitter is not the government. K through 12 public education is, it's a governmental entity. Literally, this rule or this proposed law is more of an attack on your freedom of speech than Twitter could ever be. I just want you to see the hypocrisy so far. As elected officials, we should be working to make life easier for our teachers. Instead, House Bill 888 does the exact opposite. The letter reads, in fact, it would financially and publicly punish educators and school districts who use current events to encourage critical thinking around race and equal rights. Along with banning critical race theory, which is not taught, House Bill 888 also allows parents to inspect materials used to teach students and gives parents, students, school employees the ability to file complaints alleging the violation of law. Any school district found to be in violation of the law could see 20% of its funding withheld by the school board of education, 20%. So let's follow their logic here. They care so much about our children inside of our K through 12 public educational system. They care so much that they are willing to defund the entire educational system. And by the way, the rule keeps everyone's salary intact. So the impact of defunding the educational system by 20% in these districts would only impact the children. That should let you know this has nothing to do with their protection of the children. They're trying to protect their own backwards ideology. They do not want it to change nor be acknowledged the true history of America. School teachers are going to have to speak up. My mother is a school teacher, I was adopted by an educator. She still teaches in public education. School teachers are going to have to speak up. And yes, some of them are going to have to buck the system and actually teach, continue to teach the real history of the United States of America. Uh, Attorney Lawrence, what are your thoughts on this? 
Uh, you know, it just seems that it's something that we've seen before and it continues to repeat itself as we know history does, especially when you don't educate on it. You know, back when you had Brown v. Board of Education back in the 1950s, you know, white parents responded by essentially taking their children out of the public school system or moving it around in such a way such that the children ended up not getting the knowledge that they needed, also that the white parents could keep them away from black people. And as a result of that, you have generations of people who essentially don't necessarily have all the education that they need. And now we are ending up in a similar situation, once again, where you have individuals trying to essentially keep people from learning what they need to learn, and also continuing to maintain these racist ideologies. And as a result, the children are gonna be the ones to suffer. And it just, it really shows you what white supremacy does what it's willing to do to continue to advance its rhetoric. And it essentially means that everyone suffers. Well said. Now, Adrian, I'm a man of faith, but this pastor's going too damn far. Here it is. (laughs) And this is where Most people would not face Jesus anymore. What most people would do is turn away. (coughs) What, What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, It's just as he's physically standing here, knowing what's coming. God's saying, can you physically and spiritually and emotionally be able to stand? Yeah, because the vision I'm about to give you, it might get nasty. And do you... Do you hear and see the responses of the people? What I'm telling you is how you just reacted. It's how the people in your life will react when God is doing what it takes for the miracle. When preacher man said, and I quote, the vision I'm about to give you might get nasty. My response would have been this ass whooping I'm about to get you. Is going to be much nastier. I'm not that spiritual. And I'm thankful I'm not that damn spiritual. I don't know what this is. I don't think this is spirituality, to be honest with you. Okay? You can't spit on people. He spit on a man. All right? This is a cultic. Now, just as I call out Trump supporters for saying and doing crazy things, I got to call out this guy. All right? He's sitting up there with his look, tailor-made brown suit, spitting on people. That's what it is. Now you could try to, you know, shape this a different way, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to come at me because they like this guy. He's a mega preacher. He's well liked by many. Not by me. You're spitting on people. Okay. He actually apologized. This is what he said. I just want to acknowledge what happened yesterday when the spit hit the fan. I watched it back and um, 
it was disgusting. <laughs> like that was gross. I want to validate everybody's feelings um, that that was a distraction to what I was really trying to do. I was really trying to make the word come alive and for people to see the story. But yesterday it got too live and I own that. Well, looks like the good Reverend has repented. Now, I don't know if he repented for this statement. Uh, he made another controversial statement uh, and did something controversial involving um, divorce that went viral. Here it is. Now, this is the one reason God gives for divorce. Not we've grown apart. It's gonna be tight in here. I'm gonna need police escort as we leave. Y'all help me. Not we don't relate anymore. Not even he hit me. I don't condone that. The Bible says leave the house. Oh, y'all about to be real mad if y'all don't read y'all Bible. But that's not the reason to leave the marriage. So this guy's advocating for relationships that have abuse for the spouse that's being abused to remain in the relationship and is utilizing theology or the Bible in order to promote this ridiculous ideology. Well, no pastors, you who has failed to read the Bible. You know, the Bible tells you preacher to read it rightly divided, which means you understand why it was written, who it was written to and who it was written by. And for what era was it written? You also study scripture based on the context of scripture. The scripture says, live peaceably with everybody as you are able. But if you are not, continue moving. I'm paraphrasing, but that's scripture. Scripture also makes allowances in the Old Testament and New Testament for when there is no what's called marital love, that there's an opportunity to leave that environment. And then even outside of the context of marriage, it is very clear in scripture that individuals who are antithetical to who you are, you are able to leave their presence. Does that all of a sudden change because a person is married? You're dangerous here, Reverend. And I would highly encourage you to take on the full sentiment of not only scripture, but also the world. Because God gave you a brain before he gave you a book. All right, Adrian, what are your thoughts on this? Well, as far as the spitting goes, that was clearly just an abuse of power. And that actually really kind of makes me very suspicious of this person. I understand that he is a mega preacher and he may have a big congregation. And thus he has even more responsibility to act within the framework of treating everyone with respect and dignity. And that did not happen there at all. And it should not have taken people's outcry or being upset. You should know you're not going to be spitting on people and slathering it on them and taking advantage of the fact that you are in a position of power and there are a lot of people watching at the time. I just, I would keep an eye on this individual because clearly when they have power in their hands, they're not making the best decisions and that's a very scary thing. Right, right. I would have been the last somebody he ever spit on in his life if Mm -hmm. I was on that stage. Okay, all right, Um, GOP state center out of Arizona wants everyone to celebrate racist people like generals of the Confederate rather than celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Naturally, she's a Trump supporter. Let me bring your attention to this person. Let's put her up. 
An Arizona GOP senator is now being blasted for her retweet calling everyone to celebrate a Confederate general's holiday on MLK Day. The senator, state senator, her name is Wendy Rogers. Um, yeah, Wendy Rogers. All right, so the tweet in question was by Scott Greer, formerly of the right wing publication, The Daily Caller. Greer left the conservative outlet when it came to light that he'd been writing under a pseudonym for a white supremacist publication associated with Richard Spencer. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, all of these guys are doing something like that, right? Okay. Grill tweeted the following image urging people to celebrate Lee Jackson Day. The tweet includes photos of Confederate generals Robert E. Lee and Thomas Stonewall Jackson. The screenshot of that was posted by Nick Martin of the informant who first found this retweet. Rogers had apparently retweeted Greer's tweet within minutes. I mean, they're, they're happy, so keep in mind what they're doing. We're talking about the celebration of someone who is anti-racist, who was for diversity and inclusion, who wanted to work as a coalition to build America and for America to be all it can be. The individuals that they are telling people to celebrate were adverse to all of that. They were known racist, they were known evil men. But instead of just celebrating Dr. King or shutting the hell up, this is what happened, all right? Uh, what is Lee Jackson Day? Lee Jackson Day was a state holiday in Virginia, not even in Arizona, all right? Um, state holiday in Virginia in honor of the generals and what many viewed as a reactionary racist move. Virginia merged Lee Jackson Day with who? Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That, that happened in 1983, where then President Ronald Reagan signed legislation making Dr. King Day a federal holiday. So what did Virginia do? Virginia said, we got something for that, all right? We're gonna connect Dr. King to the sentiment that he was fighting against, and we're gonna give them a holiday too. In 2000, Virginia moved Lee Jackson Day to the Friday before MLK Day. The state eliminated the holiday in 2020, okay, in 2020. Arizona does not recognize Lee Jackson Day. The state was founded more than 50 years after the Civil War ended, okay? More on Senator Rogers, an op-ed in the Arizona Republic describes her as potentially the kookiest person to ever sit in the Arizona legislature. It also notes that she spread a false QAnon rumor that a Republican rival was linked to a sex trafficking ring during her failed bid for a seat in Congress in 2018, all right? Uh, this person also um, praises other white nationalists like Nick Fuentes. Here's the image of that. Wendy Rogers tweeted, thank you, Nick Fuentes, we love you. Nick responds, Wendy Rogers is so freaking based. Now I had to do some research on this, big ups to my production team. Base means the opposite of biased, uh, that's their talk. Base means, you know, we know what we're talking about and everybody else does not, something like that. It gets complicated, but that's basically it. Um, users scared, uh, shared more screenshots of other problematic tweets. Let's put them up. Wendy Rogers also said, said, everyone who thinks they are based, I am officially based because Nick Fuentes, white supremacist, said I am based. It is like knighthood 
You mean like the Knights of the KKK? You are correct, it's just like knighthood, okay? You have to get it from the originator. Also, people who use the word based outside of its original context are grifting and fakers. And then Wendy Rogers tweeted, retweet, if you are a pure blood. She's not talking about vampires. She's talking about straight up white America, pure bloods. That's actually what KKK members would refer to themselves as. You see what's happening, right? The code has been decoded. Attorney, thoughts on this? Well, I think this woman has shown us who she is and she's out in full effect. And the thought that, hey, you're based, it's like they're baseless when it comes to morals, <laughs> ethics, anything that should truly indicate an individual of dignity in the position of leadership. And I know that Arizona has a large white supremacist population. And yeah. the fact that they have essentially what infiltrated legislature, that just tells me that everything's going on par according to their plans. And it's very scary that this person can continue to keep their position and continue to use their voice in their position of privilege. And it's very scary to see where this where this goes in our nation. Yeah, and that's why we follow it, we highlight it, and we tell you the truth about it. We got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of comments, I will read as many as I can. Before I do that, I want to remind everyone, all right? Watch list, the watch list starting January 24th with the big homie J.R. Jackson live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. It is a new 10 week test series on TYT. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Make sure to support the show by watching live daily. And don't forget to subscribe and follow at youtube.com forward slash watchlist TYT and facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT. All right, also the conversation live today, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, 2.30 Pacific time, tyt.com forward slash live before the Young Turks. And you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash TYT conversation. And Deep dive with Jordan Yule right after this Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash TYT. Let's read the comments. Mickey C, the silver hair dragon about CRT, the anti CRT bill. Of course, the right wing, they want people uneducated. The more informed people are, the more they turn to the left. Besides, they need the undereducated to feed the military and minimum wage jobs. Colorado Blue Blazer regular says, sounds about right, Doc. Repubs want to fully fund their stormtroopers, copsters, but they will fight to the death to defund education. Isn't that ironic, right? They want to defund education. Pastor who wipes the spit. Potion seller says that pastor's lucky he didn't get punched out. Yeah. Um. Shakata Ganai, Beer Dragon, yeah, because hawking on someone cures illness, right? Next TYT reported, they are Confederates, Doc. They are called losers. Yeah, that's accurate. They are losers and also traitors by definition. That was another failed insurrection, was it not? Jambo Gino, Wendy Rogers isn't based, she's cringe. 
Sandy says, so COVID isn't going around, huh? Talking about the pastor who spit. Yeah, that's a whole level, a whole nother level, right? Of um, reality. All right, Twitch. Decident PM. What a load of nonsensical world salad BS. That's right. That's what's in the bill. Talking about the anti CRT bill. Jax Drax, the racists don't want their kids to learn how awful and hateful they are. And it's not just that. It's also, they don't want the future problem solvers of tomorrow to know that a problem exists today. You do not change what you fail to acknowledge. If you can stop the process of acknowledgement, you can stop the method of change. And that is part of the design that they have obviously implemented here. Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. No, but you gotta go. But you gotta go. You gotta go. I ain't gotta make you. Hey, I don't work. I don't work for his company. I can't make. I can grab you by the neck. Yeah, so she repeated the N word to both of these black gentlemen over and over again. She refused to leave the mall, the mall area as they instructed her to. She then physically assaults one of the security guards, proceeds to call them the N word, tell somebody on the phone that they are the N word. And then she screams as if she's afraid of them. Let me remind you to always challenge the narrative that says, you know, white women are just really afraid of black men. I haven't seen one of these damn Karens afraid of black men. I mean, typically it's the other way around where black men are saying, hey, 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 wait a minute now, we don't want any trouble. Because they know the narrative would be against them if they defended themselves, if something went down, if the Karen lied to the police. These Karens that you see on a regular basis, they are not afraid of black men. They hit them, they assault them, they call them the N word. And then they scream as if there's an attack happening. This is important to understand. This woman was well aware that she was able to manipulate the situation, to be the aggressor, to be the only one who committed to physical violence, to be in the wrong in the first place. Trespass is a crime. But she could manipulate the situation with her screams. With her acting as if she was a victim, her calling someone saying that she was a victim. We highlight this because it is not a silo, it is not a one-off, it's routine. It happens a lot in this country. Adrian, what are your thoughts on this? 
that woman's behavior, it's on par with essentially a lot of women out there, white women who use their tears and their screams and they're purporting and feigning to be afraid of black men and taking advantage of that by virtue of knowing that our society has essentially pitted races against one another and yep. has developed this um, this faux trope storyline about black men being inherently violent and being a threat to white women. And so to see this woman be the aggressor and to act up and to call names, use racial epithets and everything. And yet to still purport to be the victim, it tells you that we haven't come very far in those centuries and decades ago when white women were essentially telling lies to get black men lynched. Yep. So, you know, it just really, it's disheartening. And individual like individuals like this do need to be held accountable. Yeah, and we highlight them for two very important reasons. We're holding a mirror to the culture. And that mirror is meant to be a reflection, yes, that's one. But it's also meant to be a correction. We don't look in mirrors just to see ourselves. We also look in mirrors to correct ourselves. And so that's a big part of why we highlight these nuances on the show. I got something for everybody, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel great, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Are they calling security? Yeah, go, go ahead, call. Call security. Keep yeah, calling. Take off my mask and spread it out. You know my saliva can come off your mouth. I don't right I mean, you weren't sitting here and they were sitting here. I know, but I went to get the food. Be considerate. Where's your whole family? You said you have a big family. Where's it at? They're coming. Just stop. Oh, they're coming. Just stop. Okay, so leave. You're making it worse. You're out of breath right now. You're doing way too much. You are. You're just messing with yourself right now. Okay, yeah, and you're getting my COVID more thoughtful. You're going to get me really ill. This Karen is trying to hold a table for 12. I don't understand. Okay, so first of all, Whoever the guy is, if he was able to retain that seat, I hope he got some disinfectant to spray on the table, to spray in the area. Now, she said that she had COVID and basically threatened him with making him have COVID. This was at Universal Studios theme park. Um, and you saw everything else. So I have a legal question here. Adrian, there's actually one case that I can find in the United States of America where a district attorney charged, <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's true, charged a citizen in their local town with using their saliva as a biological weapon. And it was because this person went inside of a local grocery store and started to put their saliva on the meat inside of the store. <laughs> I kid you not, the person got mm -hmm. convicted and everything. So what is the threat of giving someone COVID if that could actually get you a prison sentence <laughs> if you put saliva on meat? Is there such a statute? 
I wouldn't say there's a specific statute, but a lot of states do have laws that essentially say that if you expose someone to a disease or some kind of virus that you know you have, you often see it in cases of HIV or herpes, then it is considered an assault. And you can seek civil redress for it as well as the individual can be criminally prosecuted if they're knowingly essentially exposing you to it. And so there have been several cases of that nature. And I'd like to think that that's probably what the prosecutor had essentially prosecuted under in that case. But the thing is, it's like individuals like this who do knowingly have viruses or diseases and they are exposing other people to it intentionally or even the threat of it. I think they need to be handled in a very special way. Because it's not it's not acceptable. Yeah, and she has already illustrated intent. You know, a lot of our legal system is based on what did you intend to do? There's some exception to that, but much of it is based on your intent, right? So if you intend to infect people, that should be a crime. And I'm for that 100%. And it makes a lot of logic to me. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me go to some of these comments, and let me give a big shout out to the to the University of Michigan. I was their lecturer for their King Symposium lecture. Had a great time with that student body. Big ups to the university, the president, the deans, the departments, the department chairs, and to the students and student organizations that made. The University of Michigan invite me to lecture there. Big ups to the entire institution and thank you to the students. We had a blast, didn't we? I told you I was gonna tell the truth. All right, um, let's go to the comments. I will read as many as I can. TYT members say, V says, why do these Karens always screech like some fools? They, re- they really know how to play the victim, yep. It's like they're evoking their white woman ancestors that screamed in the past and got black men in trouble. Lynn says, table Karen wants to eat her food on the table where she planted her. Mm. That's about right. Super chat. Sandy L says, she walking away with that screaming though, LOL. Crowder Crow says, good for him. She was such a loathsome human being. Yeah, agreed. Um, this is about the Karen at the theme park. Amanda Hobson says, why is she at a theme park when she is sick? Boom, <laughs> ma'am, why are you at a theme park where children are if you're sick in particular? Uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, is there a running theme lately? Drinking urine, selling <laughs> farts <laughs> and now saliva on faces. I've watched surgeries. And it still grosses me out. Yeah. All right, Twitch, Jax Drax, she insanely goes into victim mode. Yeah. Um, Swift Turtle, damn, the Karenicity flows strong in this one. Yep. Mike Boy Rap says she didn't dial the phone, she just pretended to talk, question mark. I think so, actually. Yeah. Okay. Very sad story. Uh, there's a cop who decided based on the report to beat up a man while the cop was off duty and then yell a bunch of racist verbiage in the process. Let's put up his picture, okay? Off duty police officer in New York is being accused of brutally beating 
a driver while hurling bigoted abuse toward him. The off-duty New York police officer is Riggs Kwong. Got into a road rage altercation in Brooklyn over the weekend in which he got out of his car and assaulted 32-year-old Abdul Motalab, who had cut Kwong off while driving under the influence. Kwong, the officer, allegedly kept pummeling Motalab even after he knocked him to the ground, which resulted in the suspect suffering a cut on his nose and a swollen face. Terrorist, the 50 year old cop yelled as he beat Mr. Motalab. According to the video obtained by police investigators, he also said Al Qaeda Mohammed ISIS. All right, while he's beating the man up who's helpless. Kwong was charged with assault. Let's put up his picture again. Let's put up his picture. He was this man, all right? He was charged with assault and suspended from the force. I just want you to remember his picture. He could also face hate crime charges based on his anti-Muslim slurs that he hurled at the young man. Motalib, meanwhile, was charged with driving under the influence as a sobriety test revealed his blood alcohol was over the legal limit. Now, let me be very clear, okay? DUI is a serious offense. It has caused significant carnage to others. And it's part of the reason I stopped drinking myself. I have not had a drink in years. And if you are struggling with drinking or any other substance abuse, I encourage you to get help. It's never too late to do the right thing, especially if you're hurting other people, consider it, okay? Now, this case is not about a DUI. This case is about a racist, unprofessional, bigoted ass cop. That's what this case is about now. The cop has been arrested and the public trust we put into this cop has to be front and center. We don't know Mr. Mutalab. We put no public trust in Mr. Mutalab. We do not pay the salary of Mr. Mutalab. But we do of this cop as citizens of this country, that local jurisdiction of taxpayers, they fund him. At some point, we have to realize that we are the ones who hold the power because we hold the purse. Adrian, what are your thoughts on this? I couldn't agree with you more. The fact that that officer, that their instinct was to engage in ethnocentric, racist yeah. remarks and to beat this man physically, regardless of the fact that you know he may have been swerving or whatnot, he did not deserve to be subject to what clearly seems to be a hate crime. And so, holding this officer accountable is essential. And I really hope that the department actually does what it needs to do to ensure this individual is not in a position of authority moving forward. Well said. Very well said. You know, Republicans, they debate me and say, well, Doc, if, if this was about overthrowing the government, why aren't they charged with overthrowing the government? Well, here you go. Charges are now in place. Sedition or seditious conspiracy is the statutory language, which means to overthrow the state. That's what it means. Well, you got members of the Oath Keepers, they have been charged. A former FBI agent is now saying more charges like this are coming. Here's the video. Anyone that doesn't believe January 6th was an absolute disaster and that the White House was ultimately responsible has just buried their head in the sand and doesn't want to hear 
what's really going on in the world. On Capitol Hill, there seems to be this sort of belief that they can kind of just deny that it occurred or try and change the story. But what they keep forgetting is the number of indictments that will continue to land probably in the coming months that are similar to the indictment, uh, uh, the seditious indictment that came out last week about the Oath Keepers, which is an awful document. It's like nothing we've ever seen in terms of uh, a domestic extremism case that was literally there to try and overthrow the country. So that's going to be hard to just sit and ignore and not speak about. Uh, as those roll out, those are hard facts. And it reminds me of other times where we've seen government investigations unfold. I think the other part of it is how and when will these connect to the leadership or others inside the White House? If the Department of Justice ultimately ends up pursuing some cases based on monetary or communications with those that are inside Capitol Hill, or if many of those that have been charged now go into some sort of an agreement trying to get out or reduce their sentences, and they point to people that were in the Capitol or in the White House during the insurrection. It's going to get really ugly. Those details will spill out into the open. So I am, I'm a little confused in terms of the strategy from some uh, on Capitol Hill and the Republican Party about trying to just ignore this because it's going to go on for the next three to four months and, and the details are not going to be pretty. Yeah, and I think it's actually going to go on longer than that. So let me give you some background. That was former FBI special agent. Clint Watts, okay? Uh, now, last week, you had 11 Oath Keepers who were arrested for a seditious conspiracy. So Stuart Rhodes, the leader and founder of the far-right Oath Keepers militia, was arrested on Thursday and charged along with 10 others with seditious conspiracy over what prosecutors said was their <laughs> wide-ranging plot to storm the Capitol on January 6th last year and disrupt the certification of Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s electoral victory. Now, I've been saying that from day one. You have heard me debate this in the bullpen. You have heard me talk about it right here on Indisputable. I have said from day one, this should have been the charge for all of them. Because their expressed intent was to stop the electoral process and the certification. Now, Republicans push back and they say, "Oh, they had no real plan. I mean, that was not a good plan if they had one. That's like saying, Oh, no, 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 it wasn't a real terrorist attack. They only killed a few people. No, no, that can't be a real terrorist attack, all right? Now the government is wising up, good for them. It took a federal judge and others calling them out. The arrest of Mr. Rose 56 was a major development in the sprawling investigation of the Capitol attack. He and other Oath Keepers are the first to be charged with sedition among the more than 700 people accused so far of taking part in the assault. Now, here's another part. They say it's difficult to prove. The charge of seditious conspiracy, which can be difficult to prove, requires prosecutors to show that at least two people, that's your conspiratory element, at least two people agreed to use force to overthrow government authority or delay the execution of a US law. It carries a maximum of 20 years in prison. The last time the federal government or federal prosecutors brought a sedition case was in 2010. When they accused members of the Michigan militia of plotting to provoke an armed conflict with the government, they were acquitted. Adrian, what does your I, legal mind say about this? 
Well, I think you were right in terms of they all could have been charged with sedition from the jump. Because we all know that they were there to impede the actual vote count and to keep Biden from taking office. But it's finally good to see that they are actually doing what they should have been doing. Because we've seen too often when there are individuals who look like me and you that the government has no problem trumping up the charges. Yep. And now for some reason, it seems to be that they're a little bit reluctant. So it's, you know, it's good because this is important for individuals who may may be planning this again in what, That's 2024? Right. And so, or whenever the next election is, it's just been such a blur with these years. But in terms of getting to the place where we need to be and ensuring people know that there will be some consequences in the event that you try to um, interfere with things again, that is essential. So I'm glad the government finally got it right. Yeah, I agree 100%. Okay, uh, video really needs no introduction, here it is. May begin. His name is Five Star. This week, in the last three weeks, Five Star has eliminated about six or seven of your personnel. Mr. Superintendent, I come to fight the forces of evil. Because your deputy superintendent is undermining you. He's reporting directly to former trustee Deanna Davila and the former superintendent Terry Greer. I will expose him to the highest degree. You have a trustee sitting on this board who's getting kickbacks from after school programs. Right now, I was told to deliver a message. There's a federal shoe about to drop. In about two weeks, I ain't been wrong all of December and January. Somebody going to jail again. I got more video, but wait, this guy, his name is Jerry Malone. He's a Republican. I'm so glad he's a Republican, by the way. He's a Republican and a failed school board candidate who is now running for Texas House. Makes perfect sense. It's Texas, he's a Republican. He wears a goofy ass superhero suit to make these serious points. I don't know if the allegations are true, but he got more, here it is. You got a house full of rats, you got a house full of snakes, and I'm gonna help you get rid of all of them. So if your friend works for a company or owns a company and he working for this district, I'm exposing him. It ain't nothing you can do. So go tell Rockdale Harris County, Sylvester, I got so many different uniforms that I'm finna mess this whole game up. Watch who you hang around, Mr. Superintendent, because he's undermining you. He looks like a homegrown one when the new Negro in town is thrown out. Don't be mad, young man. Just know I don't never lie. Game over. I'm gonna expose every last one. Somebody up here going to jail in about two weeks, man. Y'all got. <laughs> hey, listen. All right, I'm for exposing government corruption. I'm for extreme transparency. I'm for these things. Now, he is a Republican. He's running as a Republican. He ran before, he did not win. He's running for uh, Texas House now. And uh, this is all quite, quite interesting. And I've told my production staff 
Listen, I, I actually would like to follow this guy for two or three weeks because if somebody gets arrested from that school board <laughs> in the two weeks that he said, he may be onto something. All right. He may have earned an invite in the bullpen. <laughs> okay. All right. Adrian, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, he did say he hasn't been wrong at all for December and January. That's I don't know right. about November, <laughs> but hey, you know, he's on a two month swing. But <laughs> I'm just like that lycra little jumpsuit thing he Ooh. got on, God bless him. Cuz that that had to be work. I'm not saying yeah. that the work was productive, but it just, whew, you know, I just, yeah. um, it just, I, I really, I don't, I don't have much to say. He looked like a, a roach, but <laughs> I ain't got Ooh. much to say. I, I give him. Uh, an E for effort. That's how we're going to do that. He gets That's an E fair. for effort. Okay, Adrian, how can people connect with you? Check out your commentary. Uh, you can hit me up Twitter at Adrian Law, Instagram at Adrian Lawrence. You can hit up my book, which is in the TYT shop. Uh, That's Staying in the Game, the Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. And uh, you can also check out my videos for my segment Overruled on Rebel HQ. Always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Thank you. Let me read some of these comments. Um, Twyla Nesky says, if Quan would have been a white cop, he would be on paid administrative leave instead of fired. And I would add arrested, all right, he's been charged um, and will possibly be charged with a hate crime, okay? Um, let's go to dissonant PM, a cop is never off duty from racism, obviously not. And <laughs> Shikata Ganai, Beer Dragon, quite interesting. Could be the understatement of the year talking about, they call him five star, <laughs> the superhero. All right, as I said before, if his predictions come true, we're inviting that guy on the program. All right, just get ready for that. All right, uh, don't forget conversation today. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.